Hey guys, my name is Sagan and I'm an addict. Hey, what's up? I'm Sam and I'm an addict. And welcome to Recovery on the Real. Uh, today we're in a undisclosed location, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's a little bit different. It might sound a little bit different, but we're we're working with what we got here. So that's that's pretty much it. Sam, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good today. Uh, about to do therapy here in a minute. Um, we're supposed to go to therapy this morning, but <laughs> my therapist didn't make it. Um, you know, freaked out at first. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm getting ghosted by my therapist, you know. But it was funny. Uh, I shot him a text and asked him, like, you know, did I even have the right day? And he was just like, you know, oh, my God, I forgot to wake up. Like, I just didn't even set an alarm. And I was like, yes, like, this is good vibes. <laughs> this is the energy that I need. Yes. <laughs> then he sent me a bunch of, like, garbled messages. <laughs> I, I saw them. They were. Yes. He's like, oh, my God, I'm texting while driving. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I love the chaos. And then he was like, you know, it was one thirty good. I was like, absolutely, I'll see you at 3. <laughs> he was like, oh, my God. Listen, like, I'm not a morning person either. <laughs> you know, it's just very chaotic uh, goblet energy, and I, I'm about it. <laughs> I feel like my, we're going to have a good relationship. <laughs> this is either going to be really good or really bad, so <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm about it. <laughs> just keep us updated on that. Yeah, so. definitely. But I definitely think it's a good idea to get back into therapy. Uh, I was in therapy for the very early part of my recovery, and then, you know, like mentally unwell people goes to my therapist. Right, <laughs> so, right. You know, I got to stop therapy got off all my mental health medications. And granted, I've managed to survive about six months completely unmedicated, just like raw dog in society. Yep, white knuckling uh, it. Yeah. Yep. It, it's it's harder than it should be. Yeah, it is. And that's, yeah. that's one of the things I wanted to get into because I don't know if you want to disclose your mental illness, but uh, my mental illness is uh, bipolar disorder. So, and I've, I've always had this, you know, a lot of people talk about how they developed... Um, these mental illnesses as a result of their using, right? Not like mine were there before my same, addiction same. and they are here after. <laughs> yep. And so, you know, when I find, I mean, I went 30 years with undiagnosed mental illness and when I finally was diagnosed, you know, I started on these medications and anybody that takes mental um, health medications knows that it's going to take a while to get the right uh, yeah combination of medications <laughs> that work for you, right? Yeah. So at one point I was on like seven different medications and it really, um, it helped, but then I also felt weird at the same time, yeah. you know what I mean? So slowly but surely I, I was able to work my way down uh, to just three medications now and you know, I always hear these stories about how people get on their medication and they feel good and everything's going good and they're like, I don't need this anymore. Yeah, no, I literally... I hit that wall. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll <laughs> gaslight myself yes. all day long and be like, no, okay, so I have CPTSD and... Uh, borderline personality disorder and I will dead ass gaslight myself and did not thinking I have those 100%. I'm like listen I'm not crazy I'm just crazy yeah it, it's a me thing I'm not actually mentally unwell I'm just crazy in my head yeah which is literally what those illnesses are exactly. like it's in my head yeah can <laughs> but, you uh for the people that don't know can you kind of explain what borderline personality disorder is okay so uh yes yeah, so it's probably gonna be really bad so uh for me and what it looks like in my life today, uh, 
small negative interactions with someone, uh, say, you know, someone that I enjoy the attention of will, like, you know, it, it's happened before where they'll, I'll text them, and it'll be red for, like, six hours, and it's end-of-the-world catastrophe for me. Right, I'm yeah. like, you know, this person hates me, blah, 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 and I'll just, like, dive deep into, like, a rabbit hole of, like, seclusion and isolation when, like, they've been at work or their phone died. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> Totally unrelated yeah, to you. <laughs> I know, completely unrelated, but, like, it's all about me all the time. Yeah. Or, like, my brain has a hard time, uh, you know, just really navigating through what situations mean uh, just, you know, everyday errors or just inconveniences are absolute catastrophes for me. The the quickness my brain goes to like everything everything is a disaster and you should just kill yourself is so alarming. Right. Uh it's a lot like uh bore, or bipolar. Yeah. Uh but rather than bipolar being uh you can't control it. Mm-hmm. Borderline is uh, life situations control what the disease looks like for so the day. So it's, it's like outside triggers. Yes. Right. And mine yeah. is more internal. It, yeah. So yours is internal triggers. Mine is out outside triggers. Right. So, uh, you know, like the moods go back and forth versus uh, yours where it's like, you know, over a span of like, you know, a few days, like you're manic this day and it, you know, can last. Uh, I'll go through manic depressive, uh, you know, episodes 10 mm-hmm. times a day sometimes and yeah. it's just yeah all over the place yeah yeah um and so for for me like with the bipolar disorder I will go like it used to be I would have bouts of extreme depression where I couldn't even get out of bed I couldn't shower I was I was unmotivated to do anything at all you know I wouldn't text people back I wouldn't talk to people I would isolate you know things like that and then I would bounce immediately to mania which is I want to do everything at the same mm-hmm. time, and I'm up, and I'm cleaning, and I'm talking to people. But a lot of that that mania comes with, you know, uh, being rude, you know, mm-hmm. um, interrupting people, um, being obnoxious, you yeah. know, things like that. And they're and they're very targeted episodes sometimes. Where um, a lot of times my mom is on the receiving end of my mania, and I don't know why that is. Maybe she's just an easy target in my my brain at the time. But now that I'm on this medication, because my episodes used to be. I would go a month in depression, and then I'd probably go, you know, a week where I was kind of okay, like in the middle, and then another month of mania, and then the cycle would start all over again. And now I'm at the point where, now that I'm medicated, if it does happen, it only lasts for like a day or two, and then I'm okay, you know? But I did go through a period where I was like, oh, everything's good, I haven't had, you know, um depression or mania in a while like I don't need this medication which is an antidepressant that I was taking so I got off of it and I wanted to die (laughs) I was like this I immediately went you know I I, it was like a slingshot reaction right back into depression and that's when you know you have to take responsibility for your own mental health and for your you know overall health where you talk to your doctor you talk to your psychiatrist and you let them know what's going on because a lot of what I did, my using, I realize now was self-medicating for mm-hmm. my mental illness, you know, that coupled with PTSD and, you know, other things that I've experienced, traumas. And so when I finally got the the actual medical help from an actual medical professional that I needed, I feel like recovery came became a lot easier for oh, me absolutely. to manage. You know what I mean? I remember uh, before I go to my last therapist, right. I was talking to her uh, about how, uh, you know, life's hard and blah, 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 and I've been off my meds for a while now, 
And she pretty much laid it down like that. Like, you know, meds aren't the cure-all. It's not supposed to fix your life. But your day-to-day just gets a little bit easier with it. Yeah. And I was like, huh, I wonder why I can't just take them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the same exact way, but I'm, I'm a stickler for my medication. I, I have been since I've been on them. And, you know, when you use certain drugs, you know, for example, methamphetamine, that really exacerbates your mental health and your mental illness symptoms, right? So, like, if you thought you were mentally ill before meth, <laughs> like, during and after, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, you yeah. are fucked because it will, it completely tears your brain apart. You know, your view of reality is 100% skewed. You yeah. know, shit will happen. Like, shit's, shit's happened to me where I don't even remember if it actually happened or yeah. if, if I, it was just in my head. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain situations where I'm like, did that really happen? Yeah. Or did I just imagine that happening? So one thing that's really crazy I found out is uh, I always thought I was haunted my whole life. I would smell things, see things, hear things, and I'm like, it's a ghost. I'm haunted. I am, you know. I am psychic. Yeah, yeah literally, though. <laughs> and then the more I, like, delve deep into, like, what my actual diagnoses were, uh, along with, uh, you know, mess psychosis. <laughs> 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 Shadow people and shit, yes. Yeah, and that's a big thing with uh, BPD is smelling scents that aren't there, either being very foul or very uh, pleasing scents that I've comes that along too. with BPD. Weird. Uh, so hearing voices, people specifically talking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I kind of, I guess it kind of goes along with schizophrenia, but, like, not... Right. It's not. I don't. I don't know how to. I'm probably literally going to butcher this right now. But the voices aren't in my head. I just hear them from far away. Yeah. It's like echoes of someone talking. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, just seeing things that aren't there. Like I remember, I was driving down the road one time, and I'm like, that. That's a large fucking like dragon in the middle of the road. How is no one seeing this? Right. And I'm just like, fuck. I should have took my meds. Right. <laughs> like I need back on them. I already know. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought up um, schizophrenia because. You know, as as somebody that doesn't suffer from schizophrenia, and as far as I know, you don't either. <laughs> I don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yet to be diagnosed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I had a very dear friend that was um, diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic, and watching him suffer through that, and he was a he was an avid heavy mm-hmm. meth user. On top yeah. of that, right? So, like I said, it just exacerbated all of those uh, symptoms that he was already struggling with. He would literally, like, one time I went over to his house, and he, there was a dog there, and I was, you know how you talk to dogs, like, mm-hmm. oh, there's this doggy, yeah. you know, stuff like that. He told me to leave, because the voice I was I was doing was making him uncomfortable, and it made him think that I wasn't really me. Yeah. And I, I couldn't understand that. And then there was other times where he was convinced that all of us wanted to kill him, like, all of his friends wanted to kill him, so he was going to burn the house down with all of us in yeah. it, you know what I mean? And I, like I said, I'm not an expert on schizophrenia, but having been in contact um, and had a lot of experiences and interactions with somebody that does, it was it was really, um, it was really sad, yeah. you know, to see. And, you know, he had medication. He just didn't take his medication, and then he was using meth on top of that. Yep. So it was, um, it was just a really sad situation, and it took me a long time after I got clean, you know, to really kind of figure out where exactly I was because the, the drugs... Uh, you know, the meth, it, it, 
broke my brain even further than it already was. So I didn't even know what normal was anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was up and I was down and I was up and I was down, mostly up. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like it took a while of detoxing from, you know, meth to be able to realize where I actually was and where my, me yeah. and my doctors needed to go from there yeah. with medications. And it's crazy. Like today I am uh, 15 and a half months clean. Yay. And thank you. <laughs> and even that, I'm still not at a baseline of what normal is yet. I mean, for one, I'll never be normal. Right. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Yep. But, Hello. But, like, knowing that I'm this far removed from the immediate, you know, desperation of my addiction and knowing that I still have such an uphill journey to go, yep. it's crazy to think about. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, like, I know the struggles I still mentally deal with. Oh, and, yeah. That's yeah. that's one thing I wanted to point out, too, because they say it takes at least 18 months, yep. right, for you to be completely detoxed. Mm -hmm. And what is it called? Uh, Post-acute withdrawal symptoms. Yep. Pause. Yeah, yep. which is something that I wasn't aware of until my sponsor pointed it out to me because I was oh, like... Oh, really? Yeah. Did I'm, you not listen in rehab? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> we talked about that a lot. <laughs> like, it, I was probably three months clean this time around before my sponsor, and I was like going through it. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And she's like, it could be post-acute withdrawal symptoms. And I was like, that's a thing. <laughs> like, that's a thing that can happen. <laughs> and so I was like, <laughs> on one hand, I was relieved because I was yeah. like, okay, so this yeah. is actually something that yep. happens. On the other hand, I was like, fine. <laughs> still, still going, going through, through it. it. <laughs> we're, we're forever going to be going through it. <laughs> but knowing that what we're going through is normal helps. Yes, absolutely. Definitely normal. Definitely not something that I feel like needs to be shied away from, you know, because, yeah. um, you know, as somebody shared in the meeting we were just in, majority of people in these meetings, in our meetings in the fellowship, you know, they suffer from mental illness in one form or another. And it's not something that anybody needs to be shamed for. You know, if you yeah. need medication from a licensed uh, psychiatrist, you know, a licensed doctor, there's no shame in that. Yeah. And I feel like that has nothing to do with you being clean or not. I know. Like like I said earlier, we had these illnesses before. Yeah. And we're going to carry them after. Yeah. And, like, the whole point of being alive and clean today is to be happy. Yeah. And if we're going to sit here clean and struggling, mm -hmm. what, what's the point of being exactly. clean? And this might just be, like, a shitty opinion of mine, but, it, you know, like... No, not what, at all. What's the point of even continuing your day-to-day -day life clean if you're going to be miserable every single day? Exactly. Because, I mean, that was the end game of us getting off of drugs. 100%. And alcohol because we were miserable. Yep. So let's fix it, and this is how we fixed it. Yep. And to continue being miserable, I mean... I, I don't see a point if you're not going to fully... And that's, yeah, that's the thing, because, like, when you're you're using, right, you're basically in a constant state of misery. Yes. As soon as you come down, yep. you're miserable, so you have to stay high, right? And we didn't get clean to stay miserable. Yeah. So that really comes back to, you know, at least if we were using, we had bouts of ecstasy. Yeah. Because that's what the drugs gave us. It gave us a, a feeling of ecstasy. 
And I mean, I used to, before I did meth, you know, I was just, I was just doing oxys and shit like that. And I'm like, I can't believe people do meth. Like, I, I don't know why people do that. And then I asked my ex, I'm just like, do you think it feels good? And he was like, people wouldn't do it if it didn't feel yeah. good. That's such a good point. Because uh, I know being on this side of recovery, we always talk about, you know, the desperation and the depravity and the despair and the pain. But, like, we wouldn't have got that far if it wasn't good to begin with. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I, there's no point in even lying about it. Yeah, and we're not glorifying anything. No. We're not saying, like, people need to try it or anything because Millions obviously— Millions of people wouldn't get addicted if it wasn't good to begin with. Exactly. Like, and there has to be some kind of allure to it, some kind of something that makes people want more. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem with it. And that's how, you know, addiction manifests itself in so many different ways, whether it's exactly. shopping or gambling. Or, <laughs> oh, thank you. Sorry. I was not calling was you out. But <laughs> now no. that it's out there, Sam, you want to tell us about your shopping addiction? <laughs> oh my god! So like, but for real, it, it that and that's why we're addicts today, right? Because anything that feels good, we're gonna take and push it over the edge. Oh yeah! Like even though I don't touch drugs or alcohol today, I'm gonna use outside myself the second I feel less than or invalidated, yep. or if I want to just get a little boost of endorphins. Hundred Like I got my paycheck last night, and as soon as it hit my phone, I went and banged on a guy in my house's uh, bedroom door, and he opened it, and I was, like, just grabbing my face, and I was like, oh, my God, I got paid. <laughs> he goes, okay. <laughs> I was like, no, I have money. I have too much money. And, like, granted, I worked my ass off the past two weeks. Absolutely, I got yeah. And on top of working my ass off and doing a bunch of doubles, I got holder pay, and then I yeah. got PTO, because, you know, I got paid to stay at home a few days, because yep. on top of working my ass off, I was sick. And so I got PTO, I got holiday pay, and then overtime, and I make pretty decent money, and that was the largest paycheck I've had since I've been employed at this job, and it it, it, it was too much money, and I... I I even told him, I was like, my sponsor is not answering the phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is going to be a problem. Is, and I instantly, <laughs> instead of just sitting with myself, I went to bed and Amazon shop for the next hour, bought yep. multiple things, uh, was sitting at my home group today, bought more things in the middle of my home group. <laughs> yep. Like, uh, it. But that's all part of it, right? It is. Like, I'm. <sighs> I mean, and that's why, that's why a lot of us gain weight. I love food. I, I love food. I have not bought groceries in the past five months. Have not bought groceries. I DoorDash every single meal. I was just say, but you DoorDash it, all the time. Every single meal I DoorDash. And it, it's toxic. It's so toxic. I love food. I love <laughs> I've went so long without eating. <laughs> so I'm like, I missed all of this. Yeah. I remember. And I, I don't just DoorDash small things. I get... Three course meals. Three course meals. Good from like, good places. I need an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert. Thank it, you. You bet. I'm gonna get some bougie ass drink with it too. Like, yes. my God, it's so like it's so good, but it's it so, so bad. Good. It is my toxic trait. Like, you get the belly, you, yes. you get the car, yep. you get the spouse, mm -hmm. and like those are the signs of recovery. And I'm like, belly down. <laughs> like, I got, that I got, was the first thing I got down. I was like, I got the belly. I mastered everything that else? with the quickness. <laughs> Yeah. And then, like, I'm sitting here talking about how I'm just wasting money as, like, I'm about to go apply for bankruptcy this week. <laughs> Listen, my life is still a mess that I am not using, and I am calling my therapist today. Yes. <laughs> because See, my life still can be unmanageable if I don't work on it on all ends. Balance. Balance yep. is what it's about. I mean, obviously, we do not have... Uh, we can pause and then start again. 
we're back, guys. Sorry hey. about that. <laughs> we had to we had to pause because Sam had an appointment with his therapist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that happened. It, it did happen. It was pretty good. It was you know? actually. I was here for all of it. I, <laughs> I thought about leaving, and then I was just like, "Eh, it'll be fine." It's a little pivot into <laughs> yeah. my my craziness. I'm like you can't say anything I haven't already heard. So. <laughs> I know. It's okay. We talked about it here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Y'all haven't heard. It. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Y'all know it all too. So, how was yeah. uh, your experience with this therapist versus like other ones that you've seen? Amazing. You know, uh, as soon as he called, there was. I mean, there was a connection to begin with. Uh, he had warned me, you know, he was sarcastic, so if it wasn't going to work, you know, let him know. But, yeah. I, you know, I think that's awesome. No, he I, was, like, really chill and everything. Yeah, very chill, very yeah. forward. Uh, you know, he didn't just let me talk the whole time. He proposed solutions or ideas or thoughts or, you know, uh, he combated anything I had to say with something else. Not just, he didn't just sit there the whole time and go, How'd that make you feel? Yeah, it was thought-provoking. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, he was thought-provoking, which, I mean, he's he's helping you help yourself. Which is, Absolutely, I that's feel like the end is, game. <laughs> yeah, which is, I feel like is the is a really big yeah. thing when it comes to therapists. So. Absolutely. Shit, maybe I'll start seeing him. <laughs> I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was good. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. I'm excited for our next session. I. Uh, it was just very good. It had me thinking about a lot of stuff, you know. And it, this also goes hand-in-hand with sponsorship. A lot of the times when you ask a question or answer a question that's been asked, you'll hear yourself talking and you're like, oh, that's the issue. Yep. And that happened multiple times. Yeah. Uh, just the way he provoked conversations or had ideas about this topic. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm definitely blessed today to be where I am, to be working where I am. And to have the mentality I do. But also, while I was talking to him, I'm like, God, I seem so put together. Am I gaslighting him now? And like halfway through, I just wanted to be like, listen, I am crazy. Don't believe anything that I say. I, know. I put on a really good show. So good. <laughs> so good. Don't forget that my most used weapon is manipulation. Oh my God, and it is. It, it is. is. Like, I literally... I, <laughs> Two years ago, I walked into a mental hospital, and I looked at the lady, and I said, don't let me leave. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, listen, I'm about to intake with you, and I'm going to answer these questions honestly, and you're going to you're gonna admit me. And then I said, within two hours, I'm going to come back to you, and I am going to gaslight you so hard that you let me leave. And I only know this because it's been done all week. I was impatient five different places in the span of seven or eight days and I would go in and these are reasons that they should have kept me for weeks at a time exactly and then yeah. within hours I had convinced them to let me walk out the door and it's just the amount of manipulation I am able to pull out of my ass it's insane yeah. it's insane like yeah. I am a risk to myself yeah <laughs> clearly I was <laughs> like, yeah sometimes I'll get to talking and I'll be like God damn, that sounded good. I know. Terrible, terrible. Horrible. 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 And I, yeah. a lot of times, like so, like I say a lot of times, a, yeah, a lot of times I don't realize that I'm doing it when I'm yeah. doing it, but as soon as it's it's over, I'm like, that was bad. Yeah, terrible, terrible. And that that's, you know, part of what we do. We're addicts. Yep. We're, we, you know. We manipulate any absolutely. situation. And it really, like, you know, that I found that that's a skill that we've acquired well before our drug use. Yeah. You know, I, I was a... I don't want to say I'm a master manipulator because I feel like we all are. Yeah. But, like, I was really good at manipulating people to get what I wanted mm-hmm. or to get them to do what I wanted or, you know, whatever. And Every time. Yeah, every time. And you get so used to getting what you want, you know. And then when it, that carried over into the drug world, I was like, 
oh, this is a useful skill. <laughs> you know, yeah. like this is something that I can I can get behind. But it's just you know that kind of shit. Really, at the end of the day, it causes harm. It really does. Yeah, and, and it, it's really just harming ourselves. Yeah, it is, and everybody around us that you know are genuine and really want to help us, or you know whatever it is, whatever the case may be. It's just really. It does make me sad sometimes to think like that I that I caused harm to those yeah. people, you know. I remember one time I was just standing in my partner's living room and they're just screaming at me like why won't you get help and it's just like I and this was, you know, in the middle of uh one of the times I they had let me out of the mental hospital. Right. <laughs> and the 24-hour <laughs> crisis holds and like I'm I'm walking out with full body harms on myself mm-hmm. or like it's like I don't know how much I can say on here. But I uh, no go for well, this is wrong. That's real. fair. Uh, yeah. So I'm like literal like you know rope burn still on my neck mm-hmm. from an attempt at hanging myself and should have been impatient for a very long time. Yeah, and obviously. within hours they would just wave me out the front door because mm-hmm. I was like I won't do it again. I'm good, guys. <laughs> like I'm just kidding. Like I know I tried to do it, but you're like, was I dramatic? <laughs> <laughs> I was just having a moment. I think no. next time I'll just dye my hair. <laughs> I know, like literally would say these things. I'm like, listen, I know I got a little crazy. <laughs> I won't do it again as I continue to keep doing it day after day after day. Yeah. And I'm just like, can yeah, and people just, you know, I'm I'm hurting everyone around me as they're crying in real pain as I'm laughing, and I'm just like, it's fine. <laughs> I feel like it. Do you ever feel like a like a fucking sociopath? All the time. All the time. All the time. Like I just think like there's some like I the the level of cold that I can be yes. shocks me sometimes. Yeah. And I'm just like I even like have to tell myself sometimes like you bitch back the fuck up. Yeah. Like take yeah. a look at what's going on right now and 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 really I think that's also part of our mental disorders. I though. think it is too, though. Like, <laughs> it I was really getting is. to think I was, I was like, you that. know, with BPD, uh, we have this ability to just like uh, so the technical term is called, I'm pretty sure splitting, but, uh, like disassociating. Yeah. Like yeah. I just, you know, it's a flip of a switch. One person can do something so minuscule that everything in my body and my brain is just, it shuts off with this person yep. and I no longer am capable of giving a fuck. Yeah. And it, it harms me so much. Yeah. It Compassion really does. goes right out the right, door. Gone. And it, it, uh, inability to yeah. get it back. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Like, and you know, there's there's one guy that's in our rooms that he's always like, you know, there's a handful of people in here that I love, but the rest of y'all, fuck y'all, and I'm not gonna tell you I love you and shit like that. You know, and and he gets shit for that, but at the end of the day, like I, I feel that, I feel that. I like, hate, I got love for people, but I hate him for saying out loud what exactly. I can't. Exactly. But, like, no, at the end of the day, I love everyone in here. I do, And, like, yes. I'm glad everyone's here. And I feel like everybody deserves recovery. You know, there's... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I struggle with this at my job a lot, too. Like, you know, you don't get to be the judge of who gets recovery and who doesn't. Yeah. Everyone deserves a chance to be here. If I don't fucking like you, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I said that a lot about my ex, that, you know, I, I blame... I say I blame. I hold some responsibility I feel like he's responsible let me just say this I feel like my ex should hold some responsibility you know for changing the trajectory trajectory the trajectory of my life you know there's no but there's no way to say that I wouldn't have gone to drugs by myself you know or with somebody else or whatever but I'm the third girl that I know for a fact that he's turned out on the needle, like I know that for a fact, one of them is dead now, 
Um, I almost died multiple times. And it's just, you know, the people that you have the biggest resentments against and that you just, you just, they're just a fucking piece of shit in my eyes. You know what I mean? I still hope that he finds recovery. If for no other reason than to stop causing harm. Yeah. I was like, you know, in those moments, as you say those things, I know what my sponsor would tell me. And I know what I would tell my sponsees. But when it's put on me yep. and I have to control how I think or feel, yep. I, it's so easy to be like, you know, fuck this shit. I'm going to do what I want. Yep. But that, that's not what recovery looks like. Exactly. It's not. And doing and thinking those things when you're alone and nobody else knows you have those thoughts, mm-hmm. it still matters. Yeah, absolutely. It really does. It still holds weight on who you are. Yeah. And that's what's really important about the fellowship is having, you know, multiple people holding, holding you accountable for uh for the things because sometimes like i'll get out of pocket and i'll say some shit and you know valerie be like well you know that's not that's not how we do it you know that's just not you know that's not the way it needs to be and it's it's refreshing to take a step back and to be like okay maybe i'm the problem Oh my god, are we toxic for each other? We are 100% toxic for each other. <laughs> I was just trying to think. I'm like, oh fuck. In the past week, have I held you accountable or have I encouraged it? Right. Okay, so we would never in a million years, and I say this with 100% confidence, we would never like endorse or support each other going back out. No, easy. never. Ever, you ever, you ever, know ever. I'm going to fucking like, beat you up next time. Exactly. I even, like, I will hurt you. Exactly. I will harm you. But here's the thing. You want to go get, like, a cheeseburger or something? Oh, my God. Let's go get fucking hot Let's go pot. get some food. Oh, my God. Shit. We were literally just talking about going and getting hot pot <laughs> and then going shopping after we do this podcast. Like, I literally said, I have money to spend. I want to spend it. And I was just talking to my fucking therapist about my money problem. Okay, Loki, this morning when I, I was talking to you and you were like, you were like, let's go get food. And I was like, but I'm, like, broke right now. And you're like, did I ask you if you had money? Like, and in my, in my brain, I was like, I really should tell him that he needs to save his money. That he, and then, but the other side of me was like, food! Let's spend your money! <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we are toxic together. I don't know. But listen, it's food. It's not dope. I like good food. I like good food. And I like hot pot. as long as, at the end of the day, as long as I'm choosing food over yep. drugs, yep. I feel like, I feel like we're going to be all right. Is it acceptable to be like, <laughs> you know, we'll put it on our step work. <laughs> or is that abusing the program? <laughs> There's still some shit that I'm just like, man, I got to go over that. And I'm like, but that could wait for my next step. <laughs> I'm not on that step yet. <laughs> you know, taking it a day at a time. Yep. Taking it one meal at a time. <laughs> one meal at a time. One DoorDash at a time. <laughs> God. We don't have DoorDash and Skytick, so I'm pissed. Yeah. You poor thing. I know. It's awful. So I actually Terrible. have to get in my car and drive down there and get it, but it's whatever. God. So I was talking to my therapist a little bit ago about, he asked what success looks like to you. And I had to think about that for a second, and I realized my whole life I have categorized success as doing what I wanted, when I wanted, without repercussion or pause. 100%. Currently today, I don't think I've checked my bank account in the past three months. I I sincerely have not. I online shop without checking what's in my account. I buy food without checking. I I go out and eat. I never once look at my remaining balance because... (laughs) Because you don't want to know. Because I don't want to know. I For one, I don't. Don't tell me how much. I do not get receipts when I go places because do not show me what I spent because that hurts. 
I want the instant gratification of spending it. I don't want the repercussions. <laughs> but I also know I still have money in my account. Right. And I can live the way I want to live. Yeah. And, like, I'm sitting here in, in living in such a way that is successful today. Yeah. As I feel like I have so much less than and I have, like, right. you know, I can still beat myself up every single second of the day for what I don't have. Yep. And I feel like I've already said it earlier. I'm like, ah, I'm filing for bankruptcy Great. soon. As I'm living in such, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> but, here, but here's the crazy thing. Like, you saying that, it takes me back to something I, I was talking about with my with my family one time. I said, you know, I thought that when I first, you know, got out on the streets and shit, like, I didn't have responsibilities. Like, I could do what I want when I wanted to. I could hang out with whoever I wanted to. You know, I could talk to whoever and go wherever and do these things. Like, it was total freedom, right? But I was a slave to my addiction. Yeah. yeah. Like I was I was constantly under its fucking thumb. Yeah. You know, like if it told me it was three in the morning and you're dope sick, you'd rather be laying in bed, but you can go get a fix if you walk, you know, two yeah. and a half miles or whatever the fuck it was. My ass was up and doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hung so. out with this girl one time and we we were out. And she dead ass, because I was like, I'm going to call this guy, I'm going to call this guy, this guy's going to call this guy for me, and yep. I, I'm just, I'm doing it. I'm putting in always, the work. Always having something to do, constantly. This girl yeah. sat down and said, if I can't get it in the next 20 minutes, I'm not buying it, and we're done for the night. And I was like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> <coughs> like, man, ma'am, <laughs> like, we're going to need you to reprioritize your life, because I will crackhead this shit all night long. <laughs> And she literally was like, I'm, I'm dead ass, Sam. If I if we don't have drugs in the next 20 minutes, I'm not buying it. And this girl was paying. Of course, of I course, wasn't buying always, it. always, yep. And so, God, I worked my fucking ass up in that yes. next 20 minutes. But, like, we, we had drugs. Like, I, I, I never had that level. She dead ass was not going to do drugs. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I like, knew people like that, too. And I'm just like, wait, but if you don't do drugs, I'm not doing drugs. Yeah, yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem yeah. for me. So, yeah, those, oh, man, I hate you know, those are the times that I that are spotty in my memory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because recently, and I don't know what it is, but I've having a I've been having a lot of like nostalgia about like who I was using with, like where they are now. I hope they're okay. Like, you know, not enough to like reach out because yeah. that's just not where I'm at right now. But like, that's the disease playing a trick on you, right? Where it's like, maybe you should reach out. You know, maybe. Uh, you know, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was, you know, and all this shit, but, like, it doesn't... It, Even if it wasn't as bad as we thought it was, we know it will be moving forward. Oh, you have I to play mean, the tape through. Yeah, we're addicts. Yeah. We don't just do things one time. Yep. We don't do things small. No moderation. I will no. literally drink until I'm chewing drywall in the fucking corner <laughs> somewhere. Like, I, it... I can play the tape out every time, and I'll, I'll get moments of being like, you know, maybe I can smoke one uh, one joint. Yeah. Maybe I can have one beer tonight, or, you know, all these things, and it's like, no, I know I can't, because yep. I can't sit here and not act out on shopping. Yep. I can't sit here and behave with food. Yep. So what the fuck makes me think that I'm in any of a way of capable, I will be homeless in a day. Oh, yeah. Homeless yeah. in a fucking day. 100%. And you know the worst part is? I might not be homeless in a day. Maybe I can use drugs again and not lose my shit. And even that's a more dangerous thinking. Yeah, it's scary. Because, like, you know, yeah. maybe I could relapse without anyone finding out. Yep. And that accountability of it, we still have to keep in mind, because on some level, it is unmanageable. Yeah. 
It is. And, but and, I, I know that's not going to make me. Yeah. I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> right. I will go so crazy so quick and lose all my shit. But <laughs> that's, I know um, who I am. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? It's like finding yourself and knowing yeah. your tendencies. Because we yeah. have no boundaries. None. None. We, have, we do nothing in moderation. None. Like as soon as, I, as soon as that reward center is triggered in my brain, it's game over. Yeah. Game fucking over. I haven't gone gambling in 10 fucking years. I got I lost five hundred dollars the other day at a casino. <laughs> what like? And I'm like I haven't done this in ten years. I I I'm safe. Yeah. Nope. Bitch. No. No. Nope. <laughs> no. The fuck I'm not. <laughs> nope. I already know what you're talking about. But that's part of this program, you know, trying to figure out uh, what your tendencies are, trying to figure out where you need to draw the line, and actually drawing the line yep. and not going past it, you know. Because how many times I don't I'm not gonna speak for you, but like I can't tell you how many times I told myself I'll never do this drug. Or I'll never do this drug that way. Are you okay? Good. We're going to pause for a moment. <laughs> okay. All right, we're back. Um, but, you know, I always said, like, I'll never do that drug. Or I'll never do that drug this way. Yeah. Or I'll never do this for drugs, you know. But that's what they always say. Like, no, you won't do it yet. But there always comes <sighs> See, a time. I... Never had a stigma to drugs when I was using. Right. Because, like, early on, I went straight to meth. Yeah. And so where everyone's, like, doing oxys or playing with these, you know, they call them, air quotes, little baby drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was always doing meth. And, uh, you know, we'd smoke heroin for fun mm-hmm. because, you know, So different. Yeah. yeah. And so anytime anyone would, like, use a negative stigma about meth or heroin or something... I just like I would try to combat it and be like it's not dirty. Yeah. <laughs> like like right. you're like I don't like the stigma you're putting on it. And I would always try to like destigmatize hard fucking drugs right. like it wasn't a goddamn problem. Yeah. And like, you know, it fuck it, it would be a Wednesday and we it'd be the whole gang say hanging out, having fun, playing music, smoking meth at mm-hmm. like, you know, 18 years old like it was a party. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, one day I look around and everyone's grown up with jobs and families and Owning their own houses and fuck owning vehicles that work. I right. Owned they a lot of steal. vehicles that did. <laughs> Don't fucking attack me right now. <laughs> but like, and like, I feel like nobody gave me a heads up that we were going to be productive one day. <laughs> I just like, hold on a second. Like, where, uh, you guys, what about, yeah. what about me? But like, it was never stigmatized to me. Right. So I never had this like, you know, moment of like, oh, I'll never use drugs this way. I'm like, why isn't everyone doing what I'm doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> No, I know what you mean. Like, I used to think that, oh, man, this was good. Because when I my I first started my drug journey, um, I always did, uh, you know, the Oxys, the Loritabs, yeah. the Locanas, anything that came from a pharmacy, right? So I was just like, well, my shit's FDA approved. <laughs> and um, So, yeah, I was under this, you know, delusion that – since it came from the pharmacy, since, you know, doctors were involved, I never got, I never yeah. once got them from a doctor. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, Shut the fuck up! I'm just, I'm just saying, what? I didn't. But they were involved. Yeah, the moral high grounds we get on. God. I, you know what? I used to think I was so much better than people who, like, stood outside and, like, asked for money. Yeah. I never flew a sign. I would rob you. I would Same. fucking just take that shit. And I literally used to hold my... And the, the fucking insanity of it. Yep. Like, that, now, I'm like, that made me a million times worse. Yep. 
And like I'm a fucking piece of I'm not a piece of shit. I've done piece of shit things. Exactly. But yeah. like the moral high grounds we really get on, it's fucking hysterical. Oh, it's <laughs> you can't write that shit. Really, like there's there's no way in hell. And if you haven't been through it, then you won't yeah. uh, you won't relate to any of this yeah. shit. But you, <laughs> I never flew a sign either. But I straight up robbed people too. <laughs> yeah. I really thought I was. And you thought you were better than people, hundred percent. Fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Guys, we need to wrap this up. We're getting, we're, this is a little unhinged. <laughs> so. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a pleasure doing this like it always is. It's so much fun. I really appreciate all the support that we've gotten. Um, and if you ever need anything, you can feel free to reach out to us. Um, Absolutely. And you can follow us on Recovery on the Real podcast on Facebook. Just make sure you know that you never have to use again no matter what. Never alone, no matter what. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.